Welcome to Conversations with the Card Reader, the official podcast for the House of Divina. I'm so glad you're here. Grab your favorite beverage and take a seat. Let me talk with you for a while. Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with the Card Reader, the official podcast for the House of Divina. My name is Tony, and I am the host here at Conversations with the Card Reader, and I'm also the owner of the House of Divina, a tarot house here in Illinois. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the top five ways to identify a reckless reader. One of the issues or topics that have come up in recent um, podcast episodes with some of my guests is uh, from the perspective of a, a, a guest who's getting readings as well as a practitioner who has had to heal or or help uh, mend the emotional and mental psyche of a querent who's gone in for a reading is that people have come across um, someone who has read cards or used another form of divination to share information that was less than useful. So uh, in this episode, we're going to just talk about the five top things that I've heard or experienced from a, a tarot card reader. The very first thing that comes to mind is negativity. When you sit down with a tarot card reader and they put cards down in a particular order or are just reading the cards, if the reading is all negative, just spewing negativity, nothing positive, nothing happy, nothing no way of escape, then that is going to be a reckless reading. Maybe I should say what I mean by reckless reader. So as a tarot card reader, I have a code of ethics. My ethics is I will share with you what the divine shares with me as it relates to you and your scenario. If there is information in there that can be unsettling or uncomfortable or calls out your mess, what I also want to do is ask the divine for a way of growth and positivity and how to do well or to do better, how to correct a situation and how to get the most out of things so that you can move forward. I'm always looking for a way of relief because when you leave my space, I certainly want you to have answers truth and peace of mind and a plan. So if you are engaging with a reader who is reckless, who does not provide you with uh, a reading that is infused with ethical behavior, then that is what I refer to as a reckless reading. Okay, so let's get back to point number one. So if they, um, if you go to a reader and all they have is negative, 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 uh, and then they, after that, don't give you some, and and you find that that is true, right? Because everybody's life is not positive or, or love and light, right? People are out here uh, living this thing. And so if if this it's all this negative information and then they don't, you know, give you some insight, then in my opinion, that's a reckless reading. Number two, ways to identify a reckless reading is when everything that they're giving you is a falsehood. Like absolutely nothing is resonating with you. And this is assuming, right, that you have come to the reading, that you are being open, that you're honest, you're engaging the the process transparently and and you know, you're you're there for information, insight. I mean, that's what you're paying for, reading for. And then everything that they give you is a falsehood. 
That is, in my opinion, a reckless reading. Another thing is part of reckless readings is when they put cards down, but they're not reading those cards. You know what? We'll we'll talk about that in just a moment because there it's a difference between putting cards down and not reading the cards and putting cards down and knowing what the cards are. So, but if, if you are going to somebody who said that they, you know, they know how to read cards, then they put cards down and then they're not reading those cards. They're not giving you the information that they're getting. That's a reckless reading. Number three, fear mongering. It is bad enough that because our society here in the U.S. has gotten so far away from natural practices and usual ways of engaging the divine, that people tend to be terrified in some ways of of getting a divinatory reading. And the way that they engage divination is in a safe space where they will now like listen to general tarot card readings on like social media platform where it's safe because one, they're not paying for it. Two, they can always justify that the reading is not for them because it's a general reading. And and so that's the way that people engage this process because, you know, they are fearful. Maybe they have heard in the news just how people are always trying to get over on them. And so they are fearful of investing the energy, whether that is money and true time in getting a reading. And so when they go to somebody and that reader is fear mongering, like telling them that maybe they're cursed or somebody has hexed them or, you know, put a root on them or something like that. Not to say that those sorts of things don't happen, but if it's just fear monger, fear monger, fear monger, and, and oh, by the way, you have to buy this whatever or give me this money or an offering or whatever in order to remove that, that is just a reckless reading. Also, unless that reader is a practitioner of whatever it is that they're talking about, they may want to dial it back a notch and not go there. And also, ethically, as a reader, you may want to, that is, I guess at this point, I just almost got on a, (laughs) almost got on a tangent and speaking to the reckless readers, but be mindful that you are sharing information with a person who has to then emotionally and mentally process what you're putting out there. You don't know what people are going through and it could be something that you say that could potentially trigger that person and then that's a whole nother thing to deal with. So if you, people are out there and you're giving reckless readings, especially with festival season starting up and people looking for a quick hustle, I encourage you to please rethink that because that's just not what's best for you and it's certainly not what's best for the people that you would be reading for. Those of you who would be going out to get readings, you're probably listening to this this particular episode of the podcast because you want to know what to look for. Look for that. People who are fear-mongering when they're providing you with a card reading or whatever divinatory reading method it is. And that is assuming that you've not gone to them for that specific thing. Since I'm also talking about fear-mongering, I just want to address this thing. I've had people who come in to me for a tarot card reading, and it is their perspective that they are hexed or cursed. As a tarot card reader, I am not a pay-for-practice pagan, which 
voodoo or hoodoo priestess, however you want to call it, high priestess. I don't do that stuff for pay for practice. And so as a part of the work that I do, if people are under the impression that that is the case, I do not paganistically diagnose their scenario. Instead, what I do is I will either guide them to a practitioner, a trusted advisor who does that, and or I will educate them uh, based on their own religious practices on perhaps methods of doing that, either free or cheap, and or if I have something to address it in-house, I will educate them about it but I do not push products. So if somebody's pushing products on you or services on you, that in and of itself is uh, a good way to identify a reckless reading. Okay, so so that's number three, fear-mongering. N- number four, the people who are very nonchalant about their delivery, right? I have had some of my guests tell me that I am the no-bullshit tarot card reader. And it's not because my delivery is is no bullshit. It's it's just because I often tell my guests, hey, listen, if you're going to be honest with me, I'm going to be honest with you. And I engage them in an interactive process where we're having a conversation respectfully. And so if I I see that they're trying to pull a, a, a fast one over my eyes or something like that, I may bring attention to it and say, well, I hear what you're saying, but I I don't see that supported in the cards. And then it's up to them to to kind of just, you know, understand where they fall in that conversation. And sometimes I've had people come back and say, oh, you did not pull punches. And it's like, well, yeah, it does you no good, you know, for me to not tell you what I see. Ultimately, you know, you paid me for a service and I want to make sure that I'm doing the best I can to interpret the information and give that to you so that you can live your life more strategically and move forward in light of the information that's that's coming through. So yeah, if somebody's giving you information all nonchalant in their delivery and and you know when somebody's trying to be, be mean, right? And it's just like a malicious intent. That, in my opinion, as a tarot card reader, that is a reckless reading. So another way that you can identify a reckless reading is when you find somebody is, again, maybe not reading the cards and they're just fishing for information. You tend to see this when, you know what, I I did a, a podcast here with my guest Bex Bedford. And she talked about her going to get a a reading from someone. And that person looked at her physically and made some erroneous assumptions about who she was as a person and her scenario. That is an example of somebody fishing for information and just saying anything off the cuff, just ridiculous. And that is a reckless reading. And as a, a guest or a querent, you should at least willing to acknowledge that when somebody gets it wrong and when it's not a good and positive experience for you. And I know I said that this is going to be the top five ways to identify a reckless reading, but it I would be remiss if I did not address a very key thing. And I alluded to it a little bit earlier when we were talking about uh, falsehoods in tarot card reading, but the sixth way to identify a reckless reading is when someone is inexperienced with cardomancy. 
Maybe they are telling you that uh, they'll do a tarot card reading for you and instead they're reading oracle cards and there are no tarot cards to be seen. And or they are charging you for a tarot card reading and they are reading a book about the cards because they don't know what the cards mean. And then they are assessing a value or an understanding to the cards based on that. As a person who's read tarot for over 20 years, I can tell you that there are the the initial understandings of the tarot cards for sure. And you can find those in any little white book. We call it an LWB that comes with the deck. But cards talk to one another. The positions where those cards go have a conversation within them in and of themselves. And then when you start linking those cards and understanding the nuances as it relates to the querent or the person who's getting the reading, even that can change. And as, again, a person who's been reading tarot for years, there are a lot of other things that come into play or can come into play, depending on your level of of knowledge of those cards, such as numerology, astrology, uh, chakras, so the, the tree of life. And depending on what kind of cards that you're using, if it's the Enochian tarot, you've got that aspect as well. You've got, I don't know, did I say numerology? You've got color psychology. You've got symbolism. There are so many things that come into play with those cards. So if you're going to a reading with somebody and they do not know the tarot cards, it's different with oracle cards because oracle cards don't have structure to them. And each card means whatever the designer of the deck intends for them to mean. But with their, if they're using tarot cards and they are charging you for a reading and then they are opening a book and reading what the definition of those cards mean instead of providing a fluid reading for you. That is a reckless reading. I will say this because I don't want to leave leave this conversation at that at just on how to identify a reckless reading. I also want to give you some help, some ways to empower yourself in the event that you experience this sort of ridiculousness. And again, with us broaching festival and fair season and with the proliferation of people creating social media accounts where they're providing readings. I just want to let you know that this is a a huge issue in the industry and there are people that are being unnecessarily harmed by these people providing reckless readings. So I just want you to be mindful of that and know how to empower yourself should you encounter it. So the very first thing that I want to say is, should you encounter a reckless reading, is important for you to not blame yourself, right? Sometimes we enter into these experiences and then it, it, it serves as a learning opportunity. So you learn how to identify them, you understand what it feels like to experience it, and then you go on to, one, find a reader who is ethical and honest and sound and who will provide you with a valuable reading, but also you will know how to educate other people who come into that, that unfortunate experience as well. So one, don't blame yourself that you've, you've done this because it's not your fault. You don't know that somebody's going to do this sort of thing until it happens, right? Two, 
Don't allow them to steal your power or steal your energy, right? So if you encounter one of these reckless readings, I I share that you can certainly stop the reading, uh, mid-reading. You don't have to sit through it. You can just say, you know what, I I think I've I've had it. I've heard all that I need to know. I appreciate our time together. But you can also just be honest and and respectful, of course, and just share with them that while you you understand that, you know, they were there to provide a reading, you just were not finding it helpful and that a reading that only has negativity is not the kind of reading that you paid for. And oftentimes, especially if somebody is doing it as a purpose of fear-mongering, this is probably going to catch them off guard and because they're not expecting to be called out on their bullshit. So be empowered to know that you can actually stop a reading. You don't have to sit through the entire thing. And then finally, I want you to shake that off. Don't allow that energy of the negativity, of the fear, of the falsehood, of um, the malicious intent to kind of settle in your energy sphere and just shake that off like you would in the event uh, some stranger said something stupid or silly or rude or disrespectful to you. If it helps at all, go home and take a a spiritual bath, maybe use some Florida water or Florida water bar soap or whatever your own personal ritual is. Use Palo Santo or sage and just kind of clear your energy sphere. But just know that someone saying something negative, some some lie or falsehood, somebody fear-mongering or delivering a message with malicious intent, somebody who may be fishing for information, or somebody who is inexperienced in reading cards and not providing you with the service that you paid for, you are... You don't have to allow that to affect you after the reading. You're empowered to just shake it off and find a reader who will give you honest feedback, ethical, uh, an ethical reading, and that will help you accomplish your goal, whether that goal is to just find a sense of peace, a sense of understanding, um, or a pathway forward. So yeah, that is our episode for today as a reminder For those of you who are interested in supporting the work that I do here at the House of Divina outside of getting a tarot card reading, you can certainly either make a donation or you can sponsor an event or you can underwrite an episode of Conversations with a Card Reader. In order to do that, go to my website at thehouseofdivina.com podcast and scroll down and you'll see the link where you can underwrite a podcast episode. You can also just go to the shop button on my website and there you will see the actual button for donation, sponsorship, or underwriting. For those of you who may be listening to my podcast on rss.com, you can click on the fundraiser button and you can donate there. Either way, it'll all take you to the same place and you can help to continue to support the work of the House of Divina. I hope that this episode has been helpful for you. I look forward to talking to you all at the next episode. Have a great day. Thank you so much for coming over to my house. If you enjoyed this episode of Conversations with a Card Reader, please subscribe and download the podcast so you're notified when the next episode airs. You can find me on all social media as the House of Divina. Oh, and next time, bring a friend who needs a friend.